Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. Hey guys, it's Matteo and Emma. This week inside the closet, Emma and I reunite and talk about what we've been through, why we had to miss last week, all the stuff that's coming up, and we answer some of your questions. It's a it's a fun episode and it's good to catch up. Miss you guys, love you guys, and enjoy. Yes. All right, here we are. Oh, we're back. We're so sorry. We had to take a week off, you guys, but it was just literally impossible for us to do a show together. But we've got some exciting news coming. Yes. And so... it was a real like scheduling clusterfuck, too, because I was in New York for two days and then I flew back to L.A. to be a guest on a pilot for a beauty show. And That's... yeah, it was interesting. It was fun. I wanted to do it because it's a show that Carly would... Carly Aquilino would be hosting for Snapchat. So I wanted to be a, I was going to be the guest on it. And originally I thought I'd be out in LA anyway. And then I wasn't. And um, it was fun. We did like cryotherapy and. What the hell is cryotherapy? It's, it's really interesting. It's like you go into a freezing tank. Like it's literally, it's 240 degrees below zero. What? Yeah. And to say I squealed like a stuck pig, like (sighs) I was like, also it was so funny because. But what's that supposed to do? I don't get it. So the way it's billed is like a miracle weight loss thing. But the the woman there was like, look, it doesn't do that. What it does do is it helps with inflammation of your joints. And I woke up the next day feeling like a million bucks. But does it like, I mean, if it's too, I mean, that temperature. Two minutes. Kill. So it's only it two minutes. You. Yeah, it's two minutes. I felt like I was going to die. And I mean, everyone else was like, you know, no one else was like screaming in their tank. But I was like, bloody matter. I should have studied more in kindergarten. I don't know what's going on. Fuck. <laughs> and then they're like, just, okay. And then I was done. And then I had to like stand there with the crew. And like people were coming out of the cryo thank- tanks, cryo tanks to like look to see who was screaming. And I was like, the people are getting out of their cages. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just get out. There's just this lesbian screaming. Screaming. For her life. And these poor beauty show people, because I didn't want, I wanted to be like, do they know I'm like super gay looking? Because it's like a different show than like girl Emma, talk. L- what do you, t- just beauty doesn't mean you have to have long blonde hair and long eyelashes. I know, but I loved it. I felt like I was really integrating, and s- integrating, you know, it was like, it was cool. But, I, oh, and the crew saw me in my underwear because one of them, we had to be in a, a Cairo, cry- whatever they're called, a tank where like. We went in both. They had both of us go into a room. Do they cryogenically freeze you? Yes, and I couldn't take the cold, so I like ran out in my underwear, and everyone. How was like, often are people doing this? That it sounds like a nightmare. It's a it's a pretty popular thing in L.A., of course, but it's expensive. Mm-hmm. It's sixty dollars a pop. So what? Yeah, it's expensive, but I bet you it's better than tan. I mean, it's got to be better than got to be better than you. tanning. It's supposed to but a lot of tanning. athletes. A lot of athletes do it. Well, athletes make sense as people who are at how many people who are at a nine to five desk <laughs> who do CrossFit twice a week yeah. need to do this? No one. A hundred percent. No one. It's like it's like when I drink Gatorade on the couch, like it's n- no one. But oh, it's ga- I mean, Gatorade is literally for I mean, if anyone's just drinking Gatorade, just grab a high. Seat. It's a mess. Yeah. So I was flying into that and then Mateo was in L.A. and then he was took you took a oh, red I eye. Mean, first of all i was in boston for oh, yeah. three, three days isn't boston, it so fun it was so fun it was the shows were i mean all right emma 
I was, this is the first time I've done a club in a long time. So for everyone listening, when you do clubs, like it's hard to sell tickets unless yep. you're like famous and da 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 da. Anyway, so it's a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. So I'm nervous because I'm like, you know, is anyone going to come? Exactly. So I go, um, I go, I go in it's Thursday night and Thursday, if you sell like 40 tickets, heaven, I mean yep. like heaven, <laughs> I walk in and I'm like sheepish, like tail between my legs. I'm like, hi, I'm like, um, how many tickets are sold for tonight? She I'm goes, well, we're at, she goes, we're at 133 OMG. right now. And I like started to panic. I couldn't believe there were so many wonderful people who came out to the show. So many young queer people, so oh, many that's straight so people, so many gay. Like it was so, I had the most fun with that audience. I'm so Four glad. nights in a row. Trump supporters got kicked out. No. Uh, what do you I mean? Tell me more. Because these two women were talking throughout my entire show. Why are Trump supporters so fucking loud? Like, be a Trump I, supporter and put a cork in it. Like, why are they so also, loud? If you walk in and you, within the first five minutes, hear that I'm gay and part Mexican, it might not be a show for you. So don't ruin <laughs> it for the other 250 people that are there. But anyway, these two women are talking, talking, talking. Yeah, like, so you shouldn't I, know I, who I they like, vote for. Like, you, that shouldn't I, well, even have come up. Well, what I said, I, I, it was, I brought it up because I said, I was like, it was two white women. So I was like, oh, I was like, more white women ruining everything for everybody. Aren't you guys who voted in Trump? And then the husband stood up oh, and God. started marching around the room screaming, I voted for Trump and fuck you and I vote. And like all these gays, men, just like, Bow! wait, he started marching around, marching around like a little Hitler. Uh huh. And I, um, Literally, everyone starts booing him, and I'm like laughing because I'm like, I've never seen something more ridiculous in my entire life. This man just marching around. Was he drunk? Voted for Trump. Yeah, I mean, probably, probably. And then they left the security had to get them, and then the, you know. But I did a meet and greet. Anyway, Were so, the, did they yell on their way out? Um, they yelled, yeah, and then security came. Why to are they so? I feel like people. A lot of the Trump people they go to comedy shows. It's like also they're in the little middle of Boston. Like they go to these shows and they want you they like want they're like they're like ready to go like that like that he jumped up and marched around like he's someone sent me a message and was like are you not responding to my messages because of my political affiliations i was like no i get a lot of messages i try to always respond i, I have no idea what your p- political affiliations are he goes oh pro trump and a lot of like lgbtq people have a problem or lgbt have a problem with that and i was like yeah i, I mean i i then i just blocked him I mean, it's like, well, duh. Like, <laughs> like, also, it's fine, okay. but like, don't be so self-absorbed to think like, why the fuck would I know your political? Aff- I mean, if you looked in his profile picture, he had a little Trump thing. But I was like, dude, like, I, I mean, I'm busy, man. Like, I, I don't know. It wasn't because you like, I don't know. But so you're in Boston. They get kicked out. Oh, so, OK. So Boston immediately fly to L.A. In L.A., I shot three shows for this new Snapchat show I'm hosting, which actually is so fucking funny. I can't wait for it to come out. It comes out in November. So Snapchat's um, making a lot of shows because that's what this that's what the beauty one was for. And it, it had to be really like it It took about a day to film. And then we did right. two two activities in it because it's four minutes. Like it, we did this like judge show where I'm a judge. And, oh, you're like, pr- oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, it's Emma. It's so that's funny. So funny. I can't wait for everybody. What to do see you judge? It ex uh, best friends come in and explain why they <gasps> what their problem is and then I determine that's so awkward oh it's so awkward but and it's I real best friends like it. real ex best friends yeah real uh, ex best friends uh, some of them and everyone was weirder than the next I mean I was laughing so hard at one point I couldn't breathe but I had to do five episodes were in they a day. adults 
Yeah, they're adults. They're like 20s, 30s. See, that's what I don't get. When people are all of a sudden like, like I get it when you're like, you know, young and you're like, oh, we're not friends anymore. That I get. When you're adults, it's like, okay, you people can lose touch. You can have an adult conversation. You can say we're not in touch anymore. But that I I had an ex that like would be friends with someone. Then all of a sudden be like, I hate her. And I'd be like, "Uh, hello, red flag. Like, what do you mean? They're like, we're not best friends anymore. I think that's so well, weird. That's, it. that's so bizarre when people I, look, I, I have a lot of people I consider my best friends, you know what I mean? Right. But, and I, tr- but I only have so many friends. I don't have a lot of friends. I have like a small group of people that I consider my group, group of best friends, but I, it's not like third grade. Like so-and-so is my best friend now. Now you're my best friend. Right. Like, all right. They well, have cookies. Care. They're my best friend now. Yeah. That's I mean, so, that's, a, that's a good idea for what, a show. Oh, it's, so funny. I hope it gets made into a TV show. But um, I did, so just like schedule wise, so everyone understands. I went from Boston, flew to LA, right? In LA, did five shows, How five jet episodes lag do a you day. Get? Like, because so, I used to not, and lag. I used to not. Like, I really, super. I really, the, oh, I took a red eye like two weeks ago, and then I came into the city and I was fine. Like, it, I was like, wow, this is how I'm going to travel from now on. I was fine. That was from L.A. to New York. Then going back to L.A., I took a an, another red eye. I was okay. Then I took a red eye from L.A. to New York, and I got I kind of got what I deserved because someone said, you know, will you switch seats? A passenger needs to switch seats. And I was like, I'm so tired. Like, I really don't want to switch seats. So the person next to me switched seats, and it was a guy, and I felt really, really bad for him, but it was the airline's fault. They should have given him a travel companion because the, the, his upper torso he didn't have like control of it. So he kept and my I'm very comfortable around special needs people because of my uncle. So like he kept flopping all his body weight onto me. So I'd be like, hey, no touching. And then he would go back and then he would like flop flop onto me again. So I kept waking up and I was like, okay, airline, like this is not fair to me or him. Like he can't control his upper torso. I'm like keeping it very like at one point I went, what the fuck? Like in the middle of the flight, I went, this is not okay. This is not okay. And so they said that. Yeah, because he he flopped onto me and, you know, it was like a grown man. And I so I was like stewardess. I was like, what if what if it was a pregnant woman or someone with big breasts? I was like, did you say a stewardess, Emma? Whatever the fuck they're called. Or I was like, or a flight attendant, flight attendant, whatever they are. One of those lady types. But I was like, Stewardess. And then the guy also couldn't. Um, you were flying Pan Am. He was. I think he was mute, so he couldn't. He kept being like trying to like say like now that he's sorry, and I was like, it's not you. It's uh, like. Ugh. Well, why, who is with him, and why aren't they with yeah, him so on the, the plane? So I got off the flight, and I was like, look, like this. I fly a lot. This was a really weird circumstance. I was like, also like that. Like well, that was like, you know, if my uncle ever had to fly, he'd have like a handler. Or, we would. I. I was just like that was crazy. Well, my grandpa's blind, and you have to like have someone right next to him. Yeah, it was fucking. I mean, he kept like flopping onto me, and I had just so they reimbursed a flight and gave me a three hundred dollar flight credit. So they did. Yeah. What and airline? It was United. I mean, I, I was like, look. I'm surprised they didn't take you and throw you off the wing. I know, right? They're like, oh, cool. For that, you pay us five hundred more dollars. Like what? Yeah. But they. I was like, you know, he. <clears throat> He was on top of me, and I just like and like you know what I mean. And they were like, "Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Here you go. Sorry." And then they like perfect timing. They like had an assistant. Two people were escorting him off the flight. Well, you know? just to give you context, so I, I went from 
Boston, Boston to LA, LA, five shots, five shooting, five episodes a day, took a red eye to Toronto, Toronto, landed at 6 a.m., 8 a.m., had to do press, and then that night had to do an hour stand-up and then an hour of singing, because they've double booked me every night for my Streisand show where I sing. So literally, for four days, I've had to go on complete vocal rest because I haven't been able to, you can't talk during the day. And then do a full hour and a half of singing and an hour of stand-up. And I was doing 15 minutes opening up for someone. So it's like this whole week and a half, we were just trying to like figure out what our schedule is going to be. And it was going all over the place. Did you get to catch up on – because I did get to catch up on sleep. When I – there was a day I like got to sleep a bunch. And then also I took a red eye again. I got out at Newark, slept at the airport then I went and slept like I slept like a I don't, fuck time. I haven't caught up on sleep since 1997. Like, Are you going just, to be able to? I never do. I mean, even though I'm here, like I still, my body wakes up at a certain time. I go to bed too late. Right. Um, but I have to say, like, but for, so everyone who is wondering why we didn't have an episode, that's why. We're, we're sorry. Um but, uh, you know, which just we're going to say and very shortly, big things are coming and it's going to be. I, that's what I've been saying my entire career in entertainment. I just look, I just call my mom and go any day now. No, we no, have I'm actual I'm joking, stuff. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Um, but, um, and I did yeah, Colbert. So, it worked out. Oh my God. Wait, how did that go? Why? I'm so mad. You didn't even tell me. Well, I didn't so, know until I saw on Instagram. This is what happened. So it's funny. Cause I was really bummed that I couldn't be in Toronto cause I was pinned to film film those days and then i got released but i couldn't it was too late to do toronto so i could have been there but i had been going back and forth with the colbert booker like pretty cat i wouldn't say that getting the five minutes together was like a big priority but i was just kind of like plop like hacking away at it like you know just working at it and then when i was in la i was doing much less stand-up so i was like okay when i do go out i want to make it as productive as possible so we got five minutes and then she said they were doing a pre-recording on the 21st so you didn't do it when he was there. You did it with I like didn't. five other comics. And I got to tell you this. I really preferred it. Here's why. It's like a comedy show. It's, a it's com- less pressure. It's less pressure. So uh, so normally when you do late night, it's like a part of the whole show. So that's a big production. And it's really high pressure. It's high pressure. It's really fun. Like I think having both experiences is great. But this was like so much more chill. And it's maybe a little less glamorous. But I think the overall product is better because it's like better for like the hair and makeup people. It's better for... The every basically everyone that works there, it's like it's easier for them. And then right. I didn't want to tell anyone because I was like, you know what? I just want to go in, do it, get out. No big deal. So I wasn't going to well, tell because if anybody. you treat it more like a normal show, just another then day. It's going to come off like I think it just comes off better for people when they're watching it because it's like, oh yeah, this is just a normal show. Yes. Da, 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 you know, just just and I got I love I had a cool little outfit. The stylist that Mateo and I Mateo introduced me to her. Well. I knew Julie, but I didn't know she was a stylist. Wait, did Julie do it for you? She styles me, and I loved it. Oh, Emma, she just had a baby. I know. I told her. I was like, you don't have to do this. And she, she was like, I can do it. I know. She did it. I swear to you, she's superwoman. I she swear is. to you, she's superwoman. And I love her. I felt like a mil- Literally, people were like, if someone was like, how was the taping? I was like, I love my jacket. Like, I loved my jacket. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. It was a Ted Baker jacket that should have been like 300 something dollars. And somehow I got it for like 150. Like, I loved it. It was the best, like, I want to do Colbert again just to have an excuse, like, I want to do more TV stuff to have an excuse to hire Julie. You know, can I tell you, I can't, I, I was doing, um, 
I was, my friend told me to go to this restaurant in Toronto called Sugo because mm. yeah, I was looking for really good Italian food. I walk in, it's all Italians, right? They look at me, I see yes. them whispering right away. And this one guy comes up to me, it's a really small place. He goes, hey, he goes, I know you, you're Matteo, you do comedy. And I was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, 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 I recognize you. I recognize <laughs> you. I saw you at the comedy cellar. And I was like, no, oh, thanks. And then I sat down and they were so nice. And then he came out and he goes, all right, so we got a Sugo shirt for you. So we have large and small. Which one do you want? And I was like, I want small. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, trust. I'm trust positive. Me. Yeah, I know so my shirt size. Small. Have you I'm seen these muscles? The- oh, my God. It. For, I'm, I wear everything. Kids extra large. Old Navy kids right. extra large. That is what I wear. It's Just give cheap. Me the fits. Get, don't even give me sleeves. Just give me like a dickie. That's all I right. want. Just like a dicky or like, I would go shirtless with just a tie. That's because you made your body into, you know, something you can be really proud of. Being- well, I haven't gone to the gym in five days. Today's the oh, first really? day that I actually went. To, yeah, today's the first day that I went to the gym. I just started getting back on track with it because I felt like I got a jump start with the cryotherapy and we did a sweat lodge. So then I was like, all right, I got to try to, you know, but it's, it's really hard when you're jet lagged. Like it's especially if you can't talk because like you'd ha- you have to talk a little bit to like get around. So you've just probably had to like, I mean, if you can't talk at all, that's. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, when I was doing the palace, it was really hard because I, I had both hips replaced and my knees replaced and I was dancing and singing, doing my show for Kay Thompson. We won the Tony. Do you do Do you do uh, her impression when you do the Barbara Streisand show? An hour of singing is too much. That's crazy. It is. It's, but you know what? It's actually more fun than stand up. Because really? I was doing, yeah, because it's so loose and like people laugh harder because there's no pressure right. to be funny. Right. And then I'm allowed to express myself literally in every way. So I can tell stories. I can do singing. I can do um, impressions. I it's can, like, like a one person show. It is a one person show. Um, That's fun. Do they have it at a comedy venue or what's the venue like? Uh, it was at a comedy venue, yeah, um, and um, it was called the Comedy Bar. That's what it was called. I love that place. It was great. Yep. It was really great. I have to say, Toronto is a fabulous city, and everyone's fucking hot. Like, yeah, Toronto's the men here, nice. Oh, the men, like, I swear, everyone, everyone has a nice butt. Why like, is everyone's it? Walking Why around. is that? I'm also a cat in heat because I haven't had sex in a month now, so yeah. I'm just like lose. I see Kike in a month, and I'm at this point about to have one sex more with month. With a- I'm literally about to have sex with anything that has a point or an edge to it. I am Would so you, horny. Like, and you guys are keeping it. You guys wouldn't do it where you get to like just have sex with other people. No, yeah. I am way too jealous. Yeah. I There's agree. no way. And it's, it's too, too much too of a new. mind game. Yeah. And it's too much of a like, if there's anyone that's able to do that, I'd be very curious how it works, but it's too, I just, the idea of another, I mean, it stresses me out. Like it feels stressful. It is true. Look, some people do it very well. Mm -hmm. I don't have that kind of confidence. I mean, I can barely look in the mirror without feeling bad for myself. So it's like, there's no way I'm going to allow my boyfriend to fuck some other guy. I just can't. I don't know. Maybe in the future, you never know. Right. Because I know like a lot of like, you know, gay relationships that, that ends up happening and stuff. But like, for right now, I just can't do it. I wonder why it is more in gay relationships is because of like more testosterone. So did you do you think men have a higher sex drive? I know that's very, uh, very debated, like, because it's like, well, it's such know, a spectrum know, of gender and all these things. But I know it's, I know just testosterone. Think, just speaking biologically, estrogen versus testosterone. Testosterone is like when people start taking tea, I've heard that they've, people told me it makes them super fucking horny. 
Well, I mean, I feel like we're about to have a conversation where it's like, is pee stored in the balls? But um, do you think? Okay, so let me think. I, I have think, no idea. It's tough to it's tough to say. I mean, the stereotype would be that men are well, horny. You know but what I, it is? I bet I bet you this is it. Hmm. I bet you sex and the sex drive between you know we're just for the sake of this conversation, everybody. You know, we're not cisgender doctors. male, right. cisgender female. Um, I think that maybe it's just a different experience. So because I oh got, I'm getting really meta here because society is such a patriarch and run by men that we associate sex through the, uh, the lens of a man. Oh yeah. But, oh my God. But, totally. But I don't think that that's what sex is completely. Right. Like I don't think like Gloria Steinem talks about all the time. She's like this sort of male, like sort of sex drive, da 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 pornography. She's like, that's, that's not sex. That's not erotica. You know what I mean? Like there's it's such a power and performance too. And yeah, it's not good a, for men. It is about power. You're right. It's not good for, I saw um, Dan Soder. It's a really funny comic was talking about how he was like, he did a bunch of material on it about having, he was like, you know, I have a medium sex drive. He's like, but someone my age is, I'm totally paraphrasing it, but he's like, someone my age is expected to have like an insane sex drive. Like people can't believe it. And he's like, I'm, I think I'm average. And then you, it was just, it was interesting to hear like, a guy, you know, good-looking younger guy, talk about that. And I was like, yeah, because people are like normally like guys are just like I fuck everything, everything. I want to fuck it. I, I there's sometimes I'm like so horny, like I literally like just blinking turns me on, and then there's times where like I'm just I don't know. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'd rather just like I have a theory snuggle. about it too. I was thinking because men usually know that if they have sex, they'll have an orgasm because it's like physically easier for men to like come just like men penis men coming everywhere right and it's like they literally it's like with that it's like the likelihood of a man coming when they have sex is so much more likely so then penis man coming so then it's like every potential partner is a potential orgasm so for like vagina women then it's much their that anatomy is much more complicated so then it's like they they're every single partner is not a potential orgasm where for guys it's like just orgasms walking around so they just fucking cat calling everything like get over here like you know what i mean does that make mm-hmm. any sense like if i knew that i mean yeah it's tricky it's like i bet if girls knew every single person sexual partner was a guaranteed orgasm i bet they'd be fucking way more dtf i just think that's like you know especially when you bring two gay men together like obviously oh, it's like two guaranteed is orgasms like- with that shit and like a lot of it's all sex based and physical based it is funny when you separate men and women and just have them with each other. So like lesbians and gay men just to like, see what the difference is oh, between God. like, do you know what I mean though? Like how it works. And again, um, there's like whole spectrums within like each group. Just like, just, well, because I, I mean, I'm not saying there isn't, but it doesn't sound like there's a lot of lesbian sex party dungeon. Actually like, there is like there. There fetish. are. I don't really? know if it's, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't go to one, but I think it's more like of like a, I've heard a lot of like queer people talk about going to sex parties so well, not to, I mean, like, what I mean is, like, every, like, there's a gay bar, I, you know, international male leather, like, if you go to the cock in New York City, so it's a basement of men blowing each other, Ooh. it's like, you know, um, bathhouses. Have you been and, in there? And grinder and scruff. And Have you been and into that. the bath, the, the leather bar? No, I went to the cock once, and it looked like a Renaissance painting of hell. Oh. And... <laughs> 
Then Kike and I went into this place in Spain and like there was like a basement area. Oh god. And we went down there and it felt like we were running through a haunted house. Like, you know, there's just like men waiting there staring at you like waiting for someone to make a move to start like fucking or something. Wow. I mean, we were like the idea of it's sexy. The idea of like going to like a bathhouse and like having sex in front of other people, like it is really sexy. Totally. But then, like when you're actually there, you're like, oh no, it's like some old guy from Germany who's waiting totally. to jack off at you, and it's like I don't want that. I feel that way about a lot of sexual. I used to feel that about like actual like like random hooking up, or if it'd be like an ex, and we'd be like, okay, yeah, let's still fuck around, and then I'd be like, I, I would. There was this one ex after we broke up. Actually, one. There's been like six where it's like after we broke up, we'd still like dirty sex text. But then when it would actually come down to it for like us meeting up and having sex, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to actually have sex with this motherfucker. Like, I don't want to do that. And the one that I would meet up and have sex with, the two, it got kind of like weird. It's just, it's the idea of it is way hotter than the practice. Same with other like logistical things, like being like, oh, we'll have sex in public. It's like, that's a good idea. But then, you know, it's tricky if someone's like driving a car to like also be fucking. It's just a whole, there's a whole bunch going on. You know what, too, and someone said this to me the other day, and it really struck a chord with me, is someone goes, you don't have to be sexy for yourself. In other words, mm. what you but perceive you as sexy, sexy is, yes, but what what he was saying is, what you perceive as sexy is not what others perceive as sexy. So in other words, I have certain tastes. Right. I see certain things on my body that I'm like, I want to fix this and that, that other people like. Right. Like I was just with my buddy and he's like, oh, I want to get a nose job. And I was like, your nose is literally my favorite thing about you. <laughs> like I would never change your nose. And like to me, I'm That's so such a sideways. Con- your nose is my favorite thing about you. But it is. He has right. a wonderful nose. And the thing is, like, I I'm so self-conscious about my hair. All I think about is my hair, my hairline, like my hair is falling out like that's all I care about. And I'm like, I bet you some people just like don't care about that. Of course. I I really can't. I mean, I've never noticed your hair at all. Like even though, and you've pointed it out, but I mean, I, I mean, I definitely want to get like that surgery or whatever, where like it like puts hair in your head and I want my hairline to start like an inch above my eyebrow. I've been thinking, I don't know if it's because I was in LA for too long, but I want to get Botox on my forehead. You do, but then it will yes. stop your expression. I know that's the problem. But I don't and express like myself acti- with my forehead. Oh, you do. Most of your expression comes through your eyebrow. Like I know, and the, but that's why I'm getting a goddamn crease up in here because there's like, there's these two specific creases on my forehead, and I'm like, shit. See, I don't mind the like the wrinkles in my forehead. I feel I guess like I don't. I really, I've been much. noticing. I never used to notice them, and it's like now I notice it because it's like when I'm not making the expression, I'm like, shit. I've implant. I've in that thing is there, and and Botox. You want to get it quick before it like really like deepens. So I'm yeah, not but sure. then you start looking like Nicole Kidman, and right. she looks like she's frozen in time. Like she looks like she's scared or like like turning into a doll or was a doll or yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's like this sort of confusing alien look where I think it photographs well after it's photoshopped, but then. You, you know, also you start- have to go to like the best because I saw someone that had a re- it done really well. And I was like, you look like you so refreshed. And she was like, I just had a bunch of Botox and she looked great. But my primary care doctor, I was like, oh, she's had a bunch of Botox. And then I was like, ooh, I shouldn't be able to tell she's had a bunch of Botox. One, you shouldn't be able to tell. And number two, some people actually their face structure, like their bone structure can handle 
and look better with Botox and stuff than other people. I mean, that's, that's the thing is people think, Oh, I'll just get Botox like this person or I'll get fillers like that person. It's like, people have different like skulls, literally different like bodies and skulls. And so like your skin and your face structure adapts to things differently. Like I'm not opposed to getting plastic surgery and I'm not opposed to doing it. What would you do? I'm I'm saying for other people. Oh, like, I, I think I, I would. Do, I think I would get. I think I would get like a. No, I wouldn't want to get plastic surgery. I'd probably get like a butt reduction or something. Butt reduction. People like big butts. Mm, I like big butts on other people, but yeah, I think I because whenever my pants get tight, if the, then I like I feel it in my butt first. I'm like this motherfucker's out of control. Like I wanna. I need. I want to get that nipped away. Less Your butt. butt. Less but butt. That- more less forehead creases see i just want more hair that's all i want you know what someone told me there's this new thing called a vampire facial where they like take, yes have you heard of that yeah and they they do that with your hair too the thing that's is crazy. i talked to well i talked to my dermatologist about it and he's like look the, you can do it but the improvement is really only like maybe 20 or 30 percent oh that's not bad He's like, it's not guaranteed to like grow back hair. What is it exactly? You take out your blood and it collects the platelets or something in your blood because you mix it around and then you inject it back in to like rejuvenate it. Jesus Christ. That sounds like so fucking intense. I know because it's like, it's, well, it's literally like you're just like taking out blood, mixing it around and putting it back in. I'm so scared. That sounds so scary. Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, you're like literally just like, Dipping your face into blood. Right. And it's your own blood, obviously, but... Mm. I mean, I just moisturize every night and every morning <laughs> and hope for the best. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. It's like, I don't know what else you want me to do. Like, let us pray. Let us pray. I mean, it's just getting to be... On a humid day, I open the window. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know How much longer are you in Montreal? I'm in Toronto. Montreal, sorry. Oops, my bad. I knew that. Did, did you just sorry. say Montreal? Montreal. Um, Sorry. For some reason, I I always think of Montreal for Canada and comedy, but Toronto. Toronto. Toronto is an amazing city. Um, I love it. I'm I'm here tomorrow. I go back home, and then I have a spot at the cellar. That's so fun. You know, I never never promote my New York shows. I should start doing that. Yeah, people write and ask me. I mean, Mateo and I have a show in New York on November. What is it? November 7th? November 7th. Let's. I can get it right now because I'm going to DC November 8th at New York Comedy Club. And since mm-hmm. we're plugging stuff, I have a big show in Portland, Oregon at the is Del- that, it's Dolores at New York Wingate Comedy Theater. Club. Yeah. Wait, what is the show? Are we doing our podcast? It's our, we're doing our podcast November 8th. Yeah. At New York Comedy Club. Yes. Oh, I didn't know it was in New York. And Comedy it's not Club. part nice. of New York Comedy Festival. It's not. I thought it was. It was just confusing. Then wait, what are we doing for New York Comedy Festival? I don't have nothing. I'm confused. It's the, yeah, it said, um, it's just like happening while New York Comedy Festival is, I have no idea. But so I read over the contract. is anyone going to come to our show? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be great. I mean, the New York Comedy Festival is, uh, is I mean, the New York Comedy Club is is awesome. I went to, I was at, I didn't put my avails in anywhere this weekend because, except for one club, because I just want to do a couple spots. That's the thing in New York; you're always like running around doing shows. So I just did two shows, which is like, I, I just put in avails there at the New York Comedy Club new location. I don't know which location it's at, but we'll post it for you guys. But if you're in Portland, Oregon, October thirteenth, Dolores Wingate Theater, it's going to be a lot of fun. You're doing a theater? Yep, it's going to be fun. I, I was supposed to do it with Jr. De Guzman from. 
um, the comedy lineup too, but he is doing a knack of nationals. So wait, I want to do it. it with you. But I've had it in the books for a while with him, and then he just had to like wiggle it out. Is there a way we can do it together? When is it? Um, October thirteenth. I should do it. What if I could do it with you? Because I have That'd to be, be awesome. in Washington on the sixteenth. I'll I'll ask William right now. Yeah, text him right now. Yeah, I'd be down to. I would be down to. Um, Seriously, text headline. him now because that would be um, so we don't forget. Yeah, in Portland, and Portland, Oregon do, is so fun. Yeah, then we could like you know do a show together and be together, and it's so helpful when you're on the road with other people. Totally, I love Portland, Oregon too. I love. I was there once, and they've got great strip clubs. You went to what kind of strip club? They get completely naked. I've heard that. Does that make it great though, or does that make it like too much? Um, it's great. Really? Yeah. And then this was three years ago, and then Guy Branham bought me a lap dance, and this guy who was so hot, completely naked. I think he was on crystal meth. Oh god. Um, he just. I thought it was gonna be like a room. He just dragged me into a corner and kept like doing like like a strong arm muscle thing. It was so embarrassing. What's a and strong I didn't know arm what to muscle do. thing? Like, you know, like holding up his arm like Popeye. And I I mm. was so uncomfortable. I kept saying, I was like, so you're going to college? Like, oh, my I God. Didn't know what to say. There was nothing sexy about it. I was so scared. That's Ugh, so funny. So hot. That's and then ins- he was like, that's oh, so funny. I think you might have might have been a prostitute because he was suggesting things to me. And then I was drunk and I was like, um, I need to go home. Right. I got to go get my. I'm such a prude. I. Well, I I'm felt the same pr- way when I went to a strip club. I felt so bad. I was there. For, I was with a straight friend of mine for her bachelorette. And then I felt super weird because I was like, ugh, like I'm the only like, like, like androgynous one. I was with a friend of mine. I had a friend that was a lesbian, but she like definitely passed the straight. And she, we were both like, ugh, we both felt kind of weird. So I was not getting any lap dances. I wasn't like participating. And then the stripper who had a lazy eye was moseying around me. And I'm like, shit, I don't want her to think I'm not looking at her because she has a fucking lazy eye. I don't care about that. I just don't want to get a lap dance. But then she like came over and I felt bad. So I was like, uh, okay. And then she gave me a lap dance and I was like, what do I do with my hands? Do I put them on your hips? And she was like, you can. And then I felt kind of special. And then I felt like, then she asked me at one point, she's like, are you comfortable? I'm like, you're doing great. It's it's me, not you. <laughs> and then I gave her the cash I had in my pocket, which was like, I think I had like $200 in my pocket. So I was like, here you go. Great job. And then she like, then I was like swarmed. And then my friend was like, Emma, how much money did you give her? And I was like, I just gave her 200. She's like, lap dances are like $30. And I was like, fuck. Oh my God. So Emma. I just didn't, I didn't know what, I didn't know how much a lap dance costs. I had no idea. And it was this like fancy place in Midtown. So I was like, here, take it. Thank you. You guys are wonderful. Good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Which is ridiculous too. I've literally dated strippers. I don't know why I got so uncomfortable oh, in that. I, I used to work with strippers and I was singing at cabaret shows. We, oh, there wow. are cabaret shows in Chicago would perform only at um, gay bars, but particularly like ones that had strippers, like stripper night. And so we would go out and perform during, like after, or in between they were like changing, which is so ridiculous because you're just taking off one song, put right. on another. And um, I used to, I'm, I'm so attracted to go-go boys, strippers. I really? think, oh my God, I'm like super super turned on every time i go into a bar and there's a go-go boy i'm like that's so funny because kike doesn't look like a go-go boy really no it's not even about what you like look like it's just like the fact that you're standing up in underwear jumping around like i'm just like yeah i think it's hot too it's intoxicating yeah that's it it's almost like fantasy like like, they're all 
and they make you feel sexy even though they're not attracted to you they make you like you know what i mean they'll like wink at you and you're like yes yes totally i love it i think it's great fabulous entertainment fabulous totally especially and it's easy they like make you feel like special oh they make you feel so special and but it's like that's what they're supposed to do. Like that's their <laughs> that's their job. They're supposed to make you feel like, hey, ooh, ah, you know what I mean? Totally. That's why. But that's why that when I dated the stripper, it was so tricky because she knew exactly what to say to present herself as exactly what she could see that I would like in a girlfriend. And then the trick is when you're not yourself, it's not fair to either people. And I've been not myself to get someone to like me too. But then it's like, guess what? it's not going to fucking work out because you have to come out at some point. So just be yourself from the beginning, be the best version of yourself, but don't be someone else because then it doesn't, there's no way that you're set up for total failure. Right. But she really put on a good show. I'll, I'll give her that. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's so fun. You want to do a question? Yeah, let's do a question. I recently moved to NYC from Oklahoma. Wow. That's a triumph. Yikes. I've never been to Oklahoma, have you? No. Do you think I would have made it out alive? I mean, I'm curious. Maybe if we go, I, if I go, I would definitely like to go together. Maybe with some other people. Right. Okay. So I'm, I recently moved to NYC from Oklahoma. I'm asexual and being here has significantly widened the dating pool. You've discussed this before, but I want to know your thoughts on if I should be upfront about my sexuality on my dating profile. Currently, my place in the asexual spectrum is listed, but I've had no one reply to my chats. Or should I take it off and wait until I meet someone for a date? Please set up a P.O. box so I can send Mateo a sundress. (laughs) Did he say that? Yes. Oh, my God. That's so funny. That's Um, interesting. Here's what I would say. There's got to be a dating service for asexual people, too, I feel. Oh, yeah. There has to be. I wouldn't respond. If someone said they're asexual, I'd be like, no, sorry. I want someone that's like, I want to get fucked 24-7. Then I will be like, hi. Well, here's the thing. is like, I am not well-educated on, like, the um, asexual community. So I don't know, like, you know, all I can really say is, like, gay. I know how gays date, you know. But um, there's, it's New York. There's something for everybody. <clears throat> There's definitely a community of asexual people. Yes, there people. is. I Googled and it. It's called asexual, asexualitic. So meet, there you go. Meet. I would try to meet other asexual people. People don't just understand. Oh, some of these guys are cute. See? Huh. See? Ooh, uh, huh. Wow. 3,000. Wait, 38, 38842 members. So, so there's people out there, asexual dating New York, because I do think it's good to like have that in your dating profile just to manage expectations because you that also will weed out anyone that, you know, would be meeting to hook up. The only problem is that then it might also be harder to get dates in the first place. And they have a meetup in New York, the asexual meeting group. So I think that there probably is like an app too. like there's got to yeah. be like an asexual app to like a Tinder wow. for it. There's tons. I, you of know them. what I would do? I would go to meetup groups for sure. One because if you're new to the city, it's just great to have friends. Agree. Anyways, um, and number two, you might be able to meet somebody there. But I think um, what okay. was? Uh, now I'm forgetting what the question was. What's the question? Should question he, again? Or should they have that they're asexual in their dating profile? Oh, uh, 
Yes, I think so. Because you're going to find people who are like-minded. And so if you are upfront with what you are, you know, people are going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. But then the he's not way, getting like, I, responses. Well, then he probably has to be more specific. So like if it's I don't know if it's a he or she, I don't remember. But um, but like for me, like if I, you know, if not I say specified. Right. So if I say, you know, I'm gay, but I'm on an app where it's like for straight people, I'm not going to get responses. So like, right. you know, you just kind of have to go where, where your people it's going to be easier. Yeah. Where your people are. I course. wonder too, if you kind of explain what you're looking for and what asexuality is. So if you could say I'm asexual, that means, you know, the definition of it. But to me, like, and then say why you're there, but be like, but I'm still, I'm looking for like companionship or like romantic, you know, romance emotionally or whatever so then someone might be like okay so there's like some you know they might just say if you kind of say what you're looking for ideally that's the best way to begin to get it yeah i think so too which is hard it's it's very hard there's a look it's it's let me just say this too it's hard no matter what you're doing like i am gay and i've been living in new york for six years and for six straight years i was single until i met Kiki. right so you know it's like it don't get deterred deterred is that the right word dating and meeting people in new york is very very difficult no matter who you are whether you're straight whether you're gay whether you're non-gender binary whether you're you know trans whether you're bi whether you're pan Every single person who is dating in New York City has a difficult time because it is New York. And when you live in New York, you have a a city of 8 million people and the attention spans are much quicker. It takes a lot to claw somebody Yeah, it's like everybody, like, his brain is like a Twitter. But I have good news for you. At least twice a month, a group called Aces NYC, Ace being short for asexual, I don't get that, Meet up to socialize and discuss ace-related topics with the overreaching goal of building a stronger local community for asexuals. Among the dozens or so members at the latest meetup, the group was roughly half female, half male, with uh, non-identifying members as well, mostly mid-20s, one man in his 60s. Um, and it says that the group has exploded from a handful of people to almost 600 members since its first meetup in November 2012. So that's there great. There you go. So there you go. that's my vote. Go to a meetup group, and then it's like you have the pick of the asexual litter. See, there's I want to learn more about that. Everyone. I want to learn more about asexuality. Well, when we're together in New York, which is happening soon, we're going to start bringing in more guests of like asexual, bisexual. Yesterday was Bisexual Awareness Day, so you know it was. Oh, yeah. Praise you, Celebrate bisexuals. Praise you. Praise on. you. You have a friend in me. Let me tell you something praise you i am a huge fan of the bisexual community just i can't thank you enough for your services <laughs> yeah these but these asexual people are very very cute that's so interesting fascinating well, uh, do you have I any friends you a, that are oh no but i want to tell you a story because i once went on a date with an asexual person what? and they were trying to sell me their mayonnaise <laughs> and i said um all right wait what's the, what's the next question that that's so interesting. Yeah, there's. T- I saw a documentary about um, an asexual couple, but then the guy. It was an asexual couple that was in an open relationship. It was very confusing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Last October, I moved to Columbia and came out to my parents. I'm going home very soon, and I know my family will be happy to see me. But many are very religious and homophobic. I also plan on telling them I will be getting married by the end of the year. This is even more difficult because my younger sister decided last minute that she'll be marrying a man during 
my visit. I know it will be hard to see my mom reject my love and support my sisters. Yeah. What is your advice on engaging with their homophobic behavior face-to-face for the first time? Also, how would you mention the marriage proposal? Do I address their unfair mistreatment of me or just let it be? From a girl Mm. who just wants to enjoy time with her family that she hasn't seen in a year. Damn. So here's what I would do. You know. That's really hard that your sibling is getting married, too. So it's like the contrast is like right in your face. I think I think you just have to simplify it. So what I would say is it's not a competition regardless to who you're marrying, who your sister's marrying, et cetera. Um, in terms of your family and how they're going to react to it, um, you know, you, you know your family best. And so whoever you're closest with, you know, maybe have private conversations when you feel that's a good ready idea. And try to have enough. an ally. Like if there's a way to talk to your sister, but not first, even, or... not even thinking about it as an ally. I mean, I literally mean just like, you don't have to talk about it in a group setting if you don't. If talking about it one by one helps, do that. And try your best to not – it's almost like when you're with um, a pet, like a, a, a dog owner's. Like if you are reacting tense, the dog reacts tense with you. Totally. So it's based on your energy. It's like if you're calm and collected about it, they will feel more calm and collected about it because a lot of it comes from fear, not knowing how to talk to you, not knowing what to say, not knowing what to ask, not knowing – you know, to them it's all new. And so they they need time to wrap their minds around it. So baby steps. And, um, you know, I would say, yeah, I would say just baby steps and be calm. And um, if someone wants to fight, just say, you can say, I'm here to see family. I'm not here to fight. And, uh, you know, when you're ready, we'll talk about this at a time when you can behave accordingly. Ooh, I like that, when you can behave accordingly. Because, you know, people are going to want to fight you on it or, or yell. Or maybe not. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? But, yeah. Um, I think it's up. I think it's best if you act calm and sort of, uh, you know, act mature about it, and hopefully they'll they'll follow suit. I think also too, it's tough when you, uh, it's tough too when you have to go, go by yourself to something because you just don't get to have. It's like a way to like incubate in your support network as much as you can, and then also maybe try to have like know what your threshold is and like what you can, what's productive to be around like in term like so it sounds like you're managing your expectations pretty well but also like no like you know you don't of course you've got to see like your family and be there for that but maybe like have try to save up or something in a way so you could change your return ticket if you need to you know and know it's a process but you don't have to like subject yourself to something that's gonna really you know you just it can be empowering to know that you have an out is the feeling stuck is the worst thing Right. But yeah, I, I always say baby steps. That's just how I approach. I've approached life and baby steps with everything. Siblings can be a motherfucker. I remember my my sister announced. What did she announce? I think she announced. What was it? She There was something on my birthday that she like announced. And I was like, why would you announce that on my birthday? Like, wait a day. It's my birthday. Like, you know what I mean? But it's like a, that's like a sibling thing, too, because you're like, all right, like. Yeah, siblings sometimes, you know, it's a thing. There's a subconscious, like, you know, competitiveness with each other, but right. that just happens. I'm going to marinate on that one because that's a really big question, too. Why don't I? I'll ask the art yeah. therapist, uh, see what she says, too, because she's. We should have the art therapist in some time. Oh, God. I wonder if she would do it. 
I, I mean, wonder. KJ comes on every once in a while. Yeah, that's true. And Hello. she came on yes. to Bennington, the Bennington show with me, and that went well. It was there funny. Ron Bennington knew tons of shit about Ron Bennington is this great radio. Ron knows everything. He knows everything. He knows everything. He was like, she mentioned something that she's mentioned to me that I can't even pronounce about the kind of therapy work she does. And he was like, oh, it's like blah, 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 blah. And he like just like knew all this shit. I, I'm like, mm-hmm. how is so much in that brain of yours? But I know. We need to go on that show together. I know. I love the Bennington show. If you've got Sirius XM, check out the Bennington show. It's so fucking, that guy is so goddamn funny. Um, let's, we'll wrap it up and we'll, we'll do, you guys go check out um, Patreon. We're going to be posting some stuff on there. And, um, Hopefully, Mateo and I will be in Portland, Oregon, October 13th. I definitely will, will, will like poke around about that at the Dolores Wingate Theater. And where can people find stuff for you, Mateo? All right. Well, look, I love you. It's good to talk to you. I can't wait to actually see you. Yes, likewise. Are you in New York tomorrow night? Um, I am, but I leave like super, I leave super, super early Wednesday. So shows tomorrow night or no, no, I took, I didn't put in avails anywhere for tonight and tomorrow because I'm working. I want to have this, I'm trying to get a scripted thing together. I have a meeting, I have a meeting with my manager and then he set up some meetings. So I'm trying to get like a little pitch ready and I want to regroup after Colbert because I want to figure out now what I want my like set to be around. Right, right. Because right. right after I did Colbert or Netflix before, I was just went and was out doing shows right away. And it's fucking weird after you've – it's like there's a TV set, so now I want to start working on something no, yeah, new. I, I feel know? the same way after Netflix. I'm like, well, I have nothing on TV, so am I right. going to be completely forgotten about? Right. No, no, that's not true at all. It's just like figuring out what you want to – what kind of – how you want to like put things together. Because I've got like a right. bunch of – I've got jokes, but they don't like go together. So i got to figure out some thread. Right. Probably depression. But, um, all right. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys.